The following Dharma talk was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The speaker is Mark Nunberg, guiding teacher at Common Ground. We thought we'd begin with um, some meditation before we do a more formal introduction. So just do what you can to be comfortable. A lot of what we're exploring today is whether or not it's possible to meet our life as it actually is in the moment, whether it's actually safe for us to soften the heart and to open and to connect with our life and what's around us. So I thought just beginning our time together, I'd read a couple of the poems from the early Buddhist nuns. This is a recent translation, a really free translation of these ancient poems from the uh, early nuns, the nuns at the time of the Buddha. And the book is called The First Free Women, Poems of the Early Buddhist Nuns. And this poem is Another Uttara Crossed Over. I asked Patachara, what is the path? Patachara said, just see all thoughts, words, and actions arising all by themselves, not from some imaginary point within. I only partly understood, but I took a seat. As the sun was setting, I saw the endless line of one thing leading to another, that had brought me to the cushion that night. As the moon was coming up, I saw the arising and passing away of all things in every direction. At dawn, as dawn was breaking, wisdom rose in the east and set fire to the long, dark night. But don't take my word for it. Set fire to the darkness within. I promise, it's nothing you've ever seen. And then one more. This poem's called Vajara Victor. When everyone else was meditating, I'd be outside circling the hall. Finally, I went to confess. I'm hopeless, I said. The elder nun smiled. Just keep going, she said. Nothing stays in orbit forever. If this circling is all you have, why not make this circling your home? I did as she told me and went on circling the hall. If you find yourself partly in and partly out, if you find yourself drawn to this path and also drawing away, I can assure you, you are in good company. Just keep going. Sometimes the most direct path isn't a straight line. So we're settled into our practice now. Sitting upright in the middle. Feel the body on the earth, on the chair, 
appreciating the alignment of our spine, this willingness to be awake, alert, not afraid of being a sensitive, tender-hearted human being. And being here in the middle, feeling the sensations of the body, the sensations of the breathing body, the movements of the thinking mind and the feeling heart, everything moving here in the body and the mind. So we're not afraid of the swirling, moving quality of our life right here, the movement of thought, the movement of doubt, the movement of painful sensation. Maybe it's okay that everything's in motion. Keep softening, keep practice, releasing into the moment, relaxing with the moment, this activity of the body, this activity of the heart and mind. We're learning how much freedom there can be in meeting our life as it actually is right now. We're not trying to get somewhere and we're not trying to fix something. And especially learning that We don't have to be afraid to be feeling what we're feeling now. Even if what's being felt is a kind of numbness or hardness. We can have this beautiful attitude, yes, this too, this too belongs This life is a wide and deep river of experiencing. So how should we relate to this wide and deep river of experiencing that's right here, right now? Do we need to control it, fix it? What happens if we trust and relax, even if it's intense? Even if the feeling is big? 
We're learning that the current of our life is never ending. It just keeps flowing and changing and moving. How could we ever imagine or pretend that we know? We're certain. Because it's always, always, always changing. We're allowing for this undefended and open, relaxed, trusting way of relating to all that's in motion here, in the body, in the mind, in us, around us. Is it dangerous to soften a little bit more, to relax a little bit more, trust a little bit more? Notice how right, how good it feels to submit more and more fully to the truth of the moment here in the body and mind. doesn't mean that it isn't confusing or isn't a mess or isn't unpleasant. It means that it feels right to open to be actually curious as best we can. Not with some idea of who I am or what's happening to me, but in a more simple and direct way. We're valuing openness itself. even if it feels we're opening to a brick wall.
And of course, we're going to notice as we're sitting the very deep habit of the mind, the thinking mind wanting to establish itself as a somebody doing something. But we can notice that habit as just part of the movement of the body and the mind. You could call that habit the mind looking for solid ground, or the mind, the conditioned mind, looking for certainty, looking for safety. We can train the mind to see that with a lot of compassion, a lot of wisdom. Oh yeah, that is a deep habit of the mind to want to protect itself, to want to fix things. You belong too. I don't need to be afraid of that. And I don't need to get confused or identify with those desires for safety. It's just part of that dance of thought and sensation and emotion. All of our teachers from the beginning have been saying pretty much the same thing. Everything comes and goes and is not self. All our experiences arise and pass away and our nature, not self, not personal. So using our own experience right here, this body and mind unfolding, let's just confirm if this is true for us right here in our own experience. Everything's coming and going and is impersonal, not self. For the last minute or so, seeing this possibility of the open-hearted, generous heart, loving, allowing relationship to all that's here moving in the heart, in the body, in the mind around us. Love has this beautiful, beautifully inclusive quality. 
everything belongs. Even the scary stuff. Love knows how to include it all. Big welcome to everyone. Seems especially poignant to be having this workshop today, but probably any day in the last 15,000 years would have been a good day. Maybe the last few million years would have been a good day to have a group of folks coming together to reflect on whether it's safe to trust uncertainty and change. And uh, this is an especial, especially poignant time when we do a, what we call a deep welcome because um, we want people to be able to show up to common ground and feel welcomed and feel like they belong. And I think all of us, Meski, Shelley, and I, we realize that not everybody feels always so welcomed and safe in this space. And I know for me it breaks my heart that that's just the case. Just because we aspire to being a welcoming community doesn't mean it's always welcoming. So we just want to acknowledge that and ask all of us together to take responsibility to help create that welcoming community so we can do this work together today. And to really be sensitive to who we are. And that's the mystery. We don't know who we are, like all the other people in the room. We don't know the mystery of their backgrounds and what they're bringing, their lived experiences that they're bringing, and all the cultural conditioning that impacts us as we show up, all our biases. So just to join us in aspiring to be a safe and welcoming community so we can do this really essential work together. So just a quick introduction. Uh, We have... Meski Mabastian, close enough? <laughs> I always wonder if I get it right. Uh, Meski is a recent graduate of our Common Ground's Dharma Leadership Training, a two-year program, but Meski has been around the center for a long time and one of our important leaders and a more recent teacher here at the center. And then Shelley Graff, most of you know, I'm assuming, are the associate director here at Common Ground, the other staff Dharma teacher here at, in the community besides myself. And Shelley is in the middle of her four-year teacher training with IMS, one of the most prestigious um, Dharma trainings that one can do here in the West, and really grateful that she's doing that very intensive four-year training. And we, the community, are supporting Shelley to be able to do that. So we don't see her, see them as much as we'd like to see them, but that's just how it is for us. 
And then my name's Mark Nunberg, and I'm the guiding teacher. And Winfricky and I started Common Ground back in 1993, and I've been the guiding teacher since that time. And uh, really grateful to be here with my two colleagues and with all of you. And Shelley's going to open it up, so I'll pass the torch to Shelley. This, this very prestigious teacher training. <laughs> I'm remembering that um, twice now in our very prestigious teacher training, we've had mic use training. <laughs> and it has not stuck with me yet. <coughs> it's good to see you all. So we've got this topic today to consider and practice with throughout our time. Freedom from anxiety, trusting uncertainty and change. And we'll explore this in different ways throughout the day. But before we get going too far, we'd like just to have some time for you to bring into the room what has what you've considered as you've even begun thinking about coming here today so in particular any examples that you have in your own life of trusting change trusting this process of change that is a part of us all the time and any or any examples in your life of just resisting not trusting change and that's where the anxiety comes in. So any moments that you can remember, even, you know, as you considered coming here today, you might have thought, oh, I really need to come here for this reason because this is difficult in my life right now. I'm having difficulty accepting this process of change in this way or this reality of my life. Or I've really learned something and I want to continue this exploration. I've learned, I've learned to be okay in the middle of difficulty. So just for a few minutes, I'd like you to turn to someone near you. You don't have to get up and move around too far unless that feels necessary for you, and that's okay if it does. Um, but just turn to someone, one or two people near you, and just talk, having time for every each person each of you to speak, two or three people in a group, and just speak about what moves you, what's, what's coming up for you as I offer this question, these questions, this reflection. I really enjoy that ringing the bell to invite people to come back because there's so much energy. <laughs> Feels good. A lot of interest, I hope, in the topic. So we have about a half an hour now to uh, share out any insights you've had, or uh, we'll do this popcorn style. Let's just hear from people, and we'll use the mic. So any thoughts, ideas that you shared with your group that you think would be useful to bring to the large group, or insights that you've had? Who will hear first? I I just heard something at the end from one of the people I was talking to that spoke to something uh, new to me 
which arose from another Buddhist practitioner, um, Mark Anderson, who some of you know, talking about, the person was talking about status, being uncertain about status and um, competence in their work. And the person, he's younger than I, by far, I think. I'm in my 80th year, and I'm busy, extremely anxious about downsizing significantly after a long academic career. And in downsizing, I keep seeing all the failures as I get rid of this file and that file and some other file and these photographs and that conference. And what came of this, not so much as you imagined, are you just in delusion about everything? And what Mark said uh, not a couple days ago was how we are programmed to imagine either the pearly gates or some great honor or some something coming from all from the story, and it's clearly not healthy and does not seem to be the way things are to want to get to whatever it is you, one is imagining. It could be the pearly gates, but it could also be, I don't know, Nobel Prize, or maybe this will be really a great book or whatever. And and uh, that's, so I'm in a quite different place now as I confront all the things that I'm tossing uh, and that I thought I should hang on to. Hi, my name's Barbara. Hi. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that one of the things in our group that I thought was kind of neat is we all talked about experiences we've had with anxiety and how one thing that's like so incredible about the practice is that no matter what is going on in your life, at the very least, when you sit down and you meditate, you have these moments of sort of peace that you can touch. And that is really huge. And you maybe it doesn't stay all day long or, you know, you could have that and then get up and you're back in your frenzy, but you can return to it, right? And so it's, it's really a big deal, I think, to know that there's you have access to something like that. So all three of us kind of appreciated that together. So I just wanted to say that I feel very... Oh, I'm Teresa. Um deeply appreciate being in a room with so many people right now when I feel like a lot of things have been canceled because of the fear of being in groups of people and um, it's really important so thank you I should have mentioned that at the start but if you could just say your name so that we can get to know each other a little bit that would be great my name is Ravish um, so an experience I wanted to share is this um, so I had not you know I wasn't compassionate um, to this person, um, you know, uh, last year. And as a result, uh, I was feeling a lot of groundlessness in my life. Um, and, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm in a much better situation now. Um, and the the learnings was that um, um, I was not being compassionate towards myself. Um, and uh, specifically, you know, um, my whole life, I think I cultivated my identity as an engineer. Um, so, you know, uh, I valued my intellect quite a lot, and as a result, I did not re listen to my heart. And um, uh, and 
and the the consequence of that was I wasn't listening to people's hearts. Um, and you know, uh, it was just introspection and you know, understanding the concept of meditation, understanding all the concepts put forward in what you call as Buddhism, uh, you know, really drove me to understand these concepts. And uh, the biggest takeaway was uh, if there's anything wrong uh, in the way we treat people is very likely because you're not treating yourself the same way. So, um, My name is Therese, and something you just mentioned just um, brought the thought I was having even more so um, that I have experiencing a lot of change right now, and I've noticed... Um, just my puppy when she's 10 months and what makes her anxious, right? So she has just me, you know, we're li- we live together and my kids are grown. We have, but I, I notice like if I'm not in the room with her when she eats, she, just, she won't eat, right? Or this morning when I was getting ready to come, she knew I was going to be leaving. So she got, you know, like, am I going to go or am I going to stay? So she got a little whiny and I noticed... I get impatient with her and just reminding that I get impatient with myself when I'm feeling that sense of anxiety or uncertainty. She's also just showing me that, yes, we all need to feel secure, right? And um, I have just felt lately that there's a sense of a feeling like lack of security in different ways. And so she's my little Buddha lately, just <laughs> reminding me uh, to have compassion for myself and for her. Um, and so thank you. I'm Anders. Hello. Uh, one thing that kind of strikes me every once in a while um, that's kind of on the topic of uncertainty, which is what our group, we, we talked about a lot. Um, you know, maybe it's when I wake up in the morning and I'm still slightly delirious from my dream, but I'll just kind of become aware of the fact that, like, something's happening. Um, Not anything particular, but just something. You're like, oh, whoa. Um, And for me, that brings a lot of uncertainty just because when I come to that kind of awareness of just being aware, um, something inside me is kind of like, is that okay? Um, And I, I find that a sort of basic trust um, is really helpful to get through those moments of just kind of, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but just kind of awareness of being aware. Hi, I'm Mary Laurel, and um, I've been struggling a lot this week um, with the uncertainty of the world and um, feeling like, you know, we're on the perspective precipice I guess is the right word of you know either either really I guess I don't know if saving the world is the right word but um, having a good world or really going in a direction that is, is really scary for me so um, just watching this week unfold politically and um, trying not to get too attached to outcomes but being really, really fair, fearful for not even so much myself 
not even, I mean, for this country, but for the world. So I guess that's, um, it's, it's been more dramatic than I think I've ever felt in my, in my entire life. So, um, and I think a lot of other people are feeling similarly. And um, with that much anxiety and fear, I don't even know what you do because it's so serious. I, my name is Lewis, and as I've thought about this and talked about it, I come from generations of Africans, Native Americans, and Irish. And I'd say I have had anxiety passed on to me for many generations. And I realized, especially once I started meditation, that I'm kind of prepared when I come to a place of uncertainty to expect crisis or catastrophe. And the practice has given me the space to like notice when that thought or those emotions come up and decide, do I need to pay attention to this or how do I need to react to this or not? And that's big. And I think right now it's even more challenging than it has been for most of my life because it seems like we're moving toward a kind of perfect storm. But the thought that really comes from older people I used to hear that would say stuff like, the darkest hour is just before the dawn. So it's like I hang in and keep moving nonetheless and deal with the feelings. I'm Laura, and I wanted to um, follow up on what Lewis was saying. Um, a lot of us, I think, are, are thinking about our country and the world. And um, and to me, this is, this is the real test of the Dharma. Um, not, I mean, my, I have my own issues, but my life is, you know, so much safer than most people in the world. And I, I think, well, what would the Dharma say to a family in Syria whose two-year-old just froze to death that night in terms of uncertainty? Um, I think, for me, I'm beginning to see a lot of it is, is, is the kind of emotion I bring to uncertainty. The uncertainty itself is not the problem so much maybe as, and these are maybe just coping skills, but getting away from the sense of foreboding, you know, uncertainty equals foreboding, dark, you know, possibilities. Or the other one, which is saying, oh, uncertainty, well, things are really looking up, and there's all these hopeful signs, and spring is coming, and, you know, to try to bring it back to a sense of maybe just calmness and curiosity um, and acceptance. I think for me, what I'm struggling with as I'm talking now is just accepting how uncertain and precarious our existence is. And it seems if I can get a better handle on that, I can work with the rest of it. Hi, I'm Tony. I use they, them pronouns. Just following up on what has been said. Um... For me, when 
I'm confronted by feelings of great fear or there's a there's an inherent flip side there of the great hope that could be there if the fear wasn't and one of the things that I've been practicing with recently is the for me the way to be okay with the fear is not to focus on the fear but to (laughs) um, release my hold on the hope find remind myself that it's that middle that will not necessarily that will happen because the world is an uncertain place no one, we cannot know the future but the in order to make my way through um, holding myself in the middle is I don't know is what is what does it hi everyone I'm Ruth um, I think that so much of what other people have said have have has resonated with me um, and I think what Mary Laurel in particular is saying just about thou I think one of the things that I is a continual practice for me is when I feel so overwhelmed by everything um, that it's so easy for me to just numb and disconnect and um, shut shut yourself off from other people and shut yourself off from yourself and just kind of disconnect and numb and engage in other bad coping mechanisms that distract Um, and so it just for me it's the constant battle of the instinct to pull inward and shut down and turn into a rock when really um, I think I've found that often the answer lies in the release and opening up and being with other people so just want to thank everyone for being here because it it just feels very powerful um, to know that you're not alone in all of this because that I do that to myself a lot. <laughs> I'm appreciating so much this time together. Everything that someone says just adds to our collective human experience. So we planned for an extended time for us to share just so we can start to understand all of the nuances of how we grapple with this both our fragility as human beings and our resiliency as human beings and what we rely on. 
So thank you so far for what you've shared and how you've contributed to that. And already we can appreciate the way that we're growing in our understanding together. So we have about 10 minutes left, and there's plenty of people who haven't spoken yet. So if your heart is moving you to share something, please feel welcome to. And Britta, um, I've just been noticing lately in my life, um, as I get curious about emotions and what they are, um, that it's not possible to shut off one kind of emotion. When you shut one down, you shut all of them down. And um, when you shut down emotion in yourself, you also shut down emotion in others. Um, Because you dampen the capacity to be able to experience those things together. Um, So I've just been getting curious about trusting the uncertainty of emotion and how changing it is and how difficult it can be to navigate um, and trust emotions as they change from moment to moment or from day to day. So that's what I'm curious about right now. I'm Becca. I am so certain that if I really love my children, I have to be equanimous right now. If I am serious about being anti-racist, I have to stay in the middle. And I have to figure out how to be in a moment in a way that helps the situation. And all of my socialization around whiteness and that to not speak up or to be afraid or around gender, which is to supplicate myself to whomever has more power in the room, that garbage is keeping me from being in the present moment. And I'm certain that if I, if I want to have love, if I believe in love, like I have to, I have to, it's like, Mark, you've used the word crush mind with mind. Like, I don't know if it works in this moment, but like, can you crush the fear in an effort to be equanimous, like to stay in the middle of the heat so that you can just show up? Because the moment that I have done this just a little bit, there's so much hope here. And I appreciated what you said. Something gets created. Something like right moves and I don't know what if like we were all doing that like there's just that's that that that's I don't want to hold on to that hope but that's what helps me stay focused on calming down and trying to just be in the middle so I'm grateful for every I'm like so touched already by what people have said. I'm so grateful to be here. Hello, my name is Al, and uh, I've been, been listening to what everybody's been saying. I keep th- 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 thinking about the philosophy of Pima Chodron, f- who t- talks about accepting uncertainty. And for me, th- that's the best thing, or one of the best things. Um, I think anxiety often comes about uh, when a person feels they don't have any control over circumstances, 
and and maybe one way to handle that is uh, live in the moment, as people have said. I am Matt. Um, uh, I was thinking about trust and uncertainty, as everyone's been talking about, and how one of the ways that I'm I find myself not trusting uncertainty is when I notice my own reaction to when I let my uncertainty stop me from taking action. Like I, I see the complexity of something and how long it would take for me to feel like I know how to make a positive impact and so I just don't do anything. Um, and so not knowing how to navigate that. Hi, my name is Anka. I, um, when I was in middle school, so I'm from Romania, from Eastern Europe, and when I was in middle school, we had a revolution in my country. And all the adults were, for the years to come, very, very agitated. And somehow, after that, I was left with an incredible fear of uncertainty. Now, through this practice, I did come to see a bit more about what things that are helping me meet that fear. One of them is gratitude. And I think actually through gratitude, I started to trust more the, the present moment and to distinguish between this moment and the moment that was then to not kind of mix, bring back that uh, uncertainty, the same feeling that I had at that time. But also to see that even in uncertainty, there are a lot of, lots of things that are still certain. And I actually, that's what I look at in uncertainty. There is so much. Actually, all that I need is something that is certain. Hi, um, I'm Hannah. Um, I, um, as a child, grew up in a home with a lot of um, neglect and abuse um, and I have found as an adult that um, as I get older and older, my way of coping with that fear and um, uncertainty and um, has been to shut down socially, um, not so much emotionally, but sort of isolate. And as I, it, it's been more so as I've gotten older, especially since moving to Minnesota, not knowing many people um, because of the fear of um, rejection, uh, abuse, um, <laughs> a disapproval um, that was instilled in me as a, a child. And I've come to the point recently where I felt my life grow so small but so safe, but so small. And I've hit, I've hit a breaking point in the last few months where I said, I can't live like this anymore. It's, the certainty isn't worth it. Um, I have to face the fear of opening up and being vulnerable. And um, coming here has helped a lot. And uh, I, told, I told my partner earlier that this morning when my alarm went off to come here, my I turned it off. I said, no way, I'm not going. It's too scary. 
with small group discussions and big do- I thought no way too vulnerable and then I laid there and I thought I'm I, the, my thing recently has been will I be okay with this at six o'clock p.m. that I didn't go and I said I will not so I came and I've never spoken before um, and I just want to thank everyone for speaking and being so open it's, it's very inspiring I think that's uh, maybe a wonderful transition place. <laughs> and just uh, maybe that clapping was for all of us. So thanks for your courage to speak and with each other and out loud in the large group already just to give voice to all that's moving among us currently. This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.